All right, wherever you are out in the cosmos, we are live right now. Um, welcome back to uh, Dan's Game Room. This is episode two. Uh, first off, thank you so much for the good responses to episode one. It's been a lot of fun. So uh, tonight, joining me to talk about games, past and present, is my good friend JP. What's up, JP? Not much. Uh, this is a podcast about games, you said? Video games mostly, and the rest of it's just video games, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to leave. I, I, don't, I don't play video games. I played one once. I don't know. Well, it's, it's okay. I've, I've heard of one. I, I think I can adapt. I'll, I'll just kind of go along with what you say. The next two hours are exclusively to Tetris. Uh, no. Well, uh, yeah, well, thanks for coming on, man. Um, so, yeah, what? as far as games go for you, you've been playing about as uh, you know, long as I have, if not more. What's, um, what's your favorite console to play right now or collect for? Right now, I think I've, I've always really been stuck in the PS1 era, and I don't think I've ever grown out of that. There's apparently three more of them, who knew? But uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm frustrated because I, I want to get more into new games, I want to play new games, and then I'll buy, like, I, I bought a bunch of PS3 stuff, and I just never ended up doing anything with it. And here I am now sitting, just a, a week before Black Friday, thinking, you know, that is a very cheap PS4 I gotta buy that. I mean, how else am I going to play prettier versions of Spyro and Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> yeah, it's it's about time to get remasters of the games you've played many times. So <laughs> that's awesome. What do you know? What the bundle is? I know it's like one ninety nine or something. It's two hundred dollars for that and Spider Man, which oh, I've shit. I've heard good things about. Which, which is my go-to response for something I know nothing about, but I've heard it's good, and that's, and that's my reaction to anything good. <laughs> I have actually, um, bef- back when I was working at uh, Best Buy, a lot of the guys would get, it was like Spider-Man, um, God of War, and uh, Monster Hunter. Those were the, like the three new games they were all talking about. Like Spider-Man's on my list, but I think, I think for Black Friday, the main one I want to go for is God of War. Um, but as far as real quick, I want to touch back on the PS one. Like, is that, do you still find yourself buying games for the console or is it more like just, that's your largest bulk of your collection? That's definitely probably, that definitely probably that's my big, that's the one that has the biggest place in my heart. Okay. Most the nostalgia favorite. Absolutely. And I just can't seem to help that like PS two. I want to like more, but I think the PS3 being backwards compatible with the PS1 has made it a lot more convenient. (laughs) And my PS2 is now a really handy dust collector. But I just keep thinking, well, if I want to buy, if I want to play Mega Man X8, well, what can I do? Well, thank God they've released that on Steam, so now I just have to buy it again and everything will be fine. Perfect. And remember, folks, your PS2 can play DVDs, so don't sweat it. And Uh, I've been trying to play Blu rays with it all year and it just isn't working. (laughs) Yeah, I. You know, looking at my collection, I have a few like favorites that stick out, but the PS One is one of the biggest just impulse buys for me. I found just because the breadth of uh, RPGs on the system, just like whether it's you know your your Final Fantasies or your Dragon Warrior or yeah yeah or you know or just even other solid games like Ape Escape, um, but but then you get into like your Alundra or Vagrant Vagrant Story, um, just all these wild arms, um, and it's just like the system. I think has so much depth to it. And I guess that's with a lot of those older systems too, like the NES and Super Nintendo. But like the PlayStation is just something that 
There's always something to discover. The PlayStation really transcended barriers, which is, I think, why when they announced the PS1 Classic, uh-huh. I was initially really hesitant because I thought, as soon as they said something, what is it, 20 games for it? It's 20, and I'm going to look up the list right <laughs> yeah. now to, yeah, to double check. 20 but... games, and I was like, boy, howdy, you're not going to be able to match. You're not going to get even a percent of what people loved about that console with that many. And I understand it. Like, there's. There's uh, cartridge limitation, not cartridge, but uh, disc limitation. You can only put on so many games. But at the same time, didn't they say it was like the first Gran Turismo and just yeah. things that people yeah. bought at launch? The first Twisted Metal. Yeah. And just things that are, are memorable for breaking, you know, the glass ceiling of polygons, but they're not exactly... Top tier games. No, they're not games that we should be looking back at and thinking, God, we should... What a... What a <clears throat> Got a... Gotta play that. Yeah, like, looking at this list, there's classics that jump out, um, like Final Fantasy VII, uh, Metal Gear Solid, um, Resident Evil Director's Cut, um, which ironically has uh, joystick support but isn't with the (laughs) the system. Uh, (laughs) And then uh, Rayman. um, Everyone likes Rayman until they play it again. Then they fucking hate it. Yeah, they realize it's it's hard. It's It's, a dumpster fire. (laughs) I had three dollars in PS One Fun Bucks, and I was like, "Hey, Rayman! That everybody says that's good." And I played it for about five minutes. I'm like, "This game's fucking bullshit." Well, it's it's so hard, and they could have just. Not made it. I agree. <laughs> well, the this I don't even remember, but like the save system was like really just nuts, and the passwords you had to you have to cheat to beat it. I think yes. like you have to add the extra the, the extra fir- lives. The first game, uh, the first Crash Bandicoot was the same way in that it had a password system, which is them definitely not knowing what the fuck a PS One was. They're like, what are these little slots and for above the control? Whatever, we'll just figure it out. It's for the third and fourth player. Yeah, and <clears throat> I'll tell you another game and. If you ever have me back on this podcast, which, God willing, you won't. No. Oh, oh wouldn't say so. <laughs> uh, this is going to come up every time, is another game that... There are games that you need to cheat to play, and the, the one that comes to my mind is the odds-on favorite, my Dark Horse Digimon World, which uh, I, I, I know. I'm animal sorry. Shitting Simulator. Yeah, uh, it's great. It's amazing. You can <laughs> clean it up every day. <laughs> so there's... Every time I pop open that game, I'm like, I'm going to play it legit. And within maybe two hours, I immediately look up, okay, how do I get infinite money again? This fucking sucks. It, yeah, not to, and not to segue too far off, but that reminds me of like when my girlfriend's playing Sims. I can just see her like starting a game up, and I hear like, ching, ching, ching. I'm like, what the, what the heck's going on? And she's like, oh, uh, I just got to get a bunch of money real quick and build all the houses. I'm like, well, isn't... Is that the game? And she's like, yeah, it's just cheating. Motherload, motherload, motherload. You, you know what? To, so, to be fair, like, <laughs> in our age range right now, like... You don't have time. <laughs> no. And not only that, it's like, you want to play a game to escape. I don't want to fucking play a game to be reminded, oh, that's right, we're all in crippling debt. I'm going to have to put 10 hours in to get, you know, uh, some fun in a video game. But Yeah, it's bullshit. But as far as, like, the PlayStation Classic goes, I see those good games, and then there's some games I want to try, like Cool Borders 2, but... Um, do I really? Um, uh, no. Or um, Intelligent Cube, I've actually heard is really That's, good. I've, I've heard good things. Um, and then asked. like t- Tekken 3, Wild Arms. Um, and I think the gem of the whole thing is Persona. Um, that is, yeah, that's. I didn't realize Persona was going to be out. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Persona. But then for those, then you have Mr. Fucking Driller, uh, a game classically titled Destruction Derby, Ballerina, Toshinden. Like, it just, to me... <laughs> To me, it just seems like for a hundred bucks, 
It's not a huge value proposition, and I think they, they really dropped the ball with... Can I say I just genuinely thought that you said there was a game on there called Ballerina Toshinden, and I'm like, what the fuck game is that? Uh, that would make it actually worthwhile. I would so. buy, I would, I would buy <laughs> four of them immediately. Mary Kay Nashley's Ballerina Toshinden. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. What What do you think though? Do you see yourself as a PS One fan? Do you see yourself even considering it? Um, what price would you have to get it at to make it worth it for you? Um, and then finally, what games would you have on there? Like, if you could take a few out and like add a few, what would you add? Uh, cool Borders Two. I would actually replace Metal Gear Solid and Final Fantasy Seven with another two copies of Cool Borders Two, just to make sure that nobody missed it when they were playing it again. That's fair. Actually, I think it should just be a eighteen copies of Cool Borders Two. And then also and then Tekken One and Two. <laughs> no three. Yeah. Get rid no. Of it. no need. Well, I think that. I mean, no Digimon World, no sale, naturally. But I guess if we're going to, you know, ignore all of the classics, I, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't take the time to, I don't know, call Naughty Dog or Universal. I guess, I don't know how rights work, but um, I would think that they might have tried getting one of the Spyros or one of the Crash Bandicoots. Like, that's... That's a hard one for me to believe that they didn't... They just couldn't do it. Yeah. And Ape Escape, like, and I, I joke about it, but it is genuinely, like, an amazing game. I fucking love that game. And the fact that they couldn't just give us some DualShock stuff or whatever, like, just the, the joysticks. I mean, what were they thinking? Just just some of those games could are going for a lot of money now. Yeah. Or even look at, um, like, Toomba. Oh, Jesus um, you Christ, know, Toomba. Like, Toomba or just any... Um, Klonoa, is that how you say it? Uh, sure. It, sure. Does, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, Klonoa or Toomba. Um, just some of these games that... You can only get on the PSN, but if you want a physical copy. And that's the reason that the NES Classic and the SNES were so big. But, like, the games that they're selling on there, like, Persona, yeah, that's the big one. And the it's big a one niche, for, but it's... Yeah, cool, yeah. But, but people love that series. Yeah. I, and also, I don't know if you knew this about the first Persona, but it apparently... I don't know if they're going to do the English version of it, or if they're going to do, like, a a retranslated version of the Japanese. I would assume just the English, but the English version was all, like, localized really weird, and Ooh. out of nowhere, like, they made one of the... Like, they race-lifted one of the characters. They turned, oh, they no. turned him black for oh, some reason. Oh, no. It's so weird. Like, what the heck were they thinking? Like, I mean, I, I hope that... You know, people can just hack it. You know, because otherwise, yeah, fix it. Yeah, because otherwise, like even like just looking back at the shelf, where's Lunar? You know, um, or Lunar Two, um, or Grandia, uh, and I think or, or Spider Man. I mean, if oh, they yeah, that's a great one. You know, the Stan Lee, rest in peace. Uh, the he, you know, was the did the narration for that. Like, I don't. I just. I think it's just a missed opportunity, and I don't know. And honestly, like, that, that Stan Lee thing brings up a good point to me, is that everybody, you know, like, really loves, oh, it's Stan Lee cameos, Stan Lee cameos. Spider-Man on PS1, I think, was maybe the first time they did one of those where it was, they got him, they got him out, and they're like, hey, Stan, this will be fun. I mean, I'm sure he's done little things. Like, he doesn't or exactly... Or in movies, or, yeah. yeah. But I think even before that big swath of superhero movies, like, I think X-Men might have been the first one he did... But the PS1 Spider-Man came out even before the Raimi movies did. Yeah. So, and I mean, I'm, again, talking out of my ass. It's not like I know anything about comics. I'm just like, yeah, the Thanos is the big purple goblin. But, <laughs> but, but he was, he, it was a cool, 
a cool cameo. It was a touch that you wouldn't expect out of a PS One, sp- like yeah, uh, like think I... where we were in terms of a country, uh, in terms of <laughs> in terms of, country, in terms of licensed a, games. a pre nine eleven video game era. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, they like, made Simpsons wrestling, but as you know, nine eleven happened. Like we can't do this. Anymore. We can't do what it. What are we doing? Well, yeah, and it's it's like with gems like that. I just don't know why we deserved cool borders. You know, like, <laughs> like it's, it's just, I don't know what they did to us. I what mean, did I, we do to Sony to make them give us cool borders too? And Diablo, the original Diablo. I'm yeah. looking at the shelf and I just keep seeing like original Diablo, Dragon Warrior 7, Crash Bash, any of the other stuff, like Final Fantasy Tactics. Like it just seems. And Crash Bash is also like a pretty good game. Party game. I but, mean, but even then it's we, fucking we still better played. than so much of the stuff they put on there. Yeah. Like, d- did you get... Did you get uh, the NES Classic or the Super Nintendo Classic? I didn't. I worked in a toy store, for God's sakes, and I still didn't take the time to get it. I bought them for friends. Like, that's what I did. How's I, Toys R Us doing, anyway? I, really good. <laughs> business is booming. Yeah, you and I really got lucky. Yeah, we, uh, yeah fucking but next, your, door, your next business, door neighbors. Your, your business closed, my store closed. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, one of us came out on top. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as, like, you know, you, you know, bringing up Crash Bash, like, you and I have played... It holds, a lot up. Of, it, it holds up even if it's not easy. Yeah, and like we've played a lot of two-player um, co-op games together, retro and new. That one's definitely up there for me. What would you say for yourself personally? What What are some of the better two-player like couch co-op games that either we've played or that you like in general that you think still hold up today? And I, we're going to be a little biased because so much of this is SNES-based, but... Um... Uh, Turtles in Time is okay. one. It's yes. one that we can't go back to that often. I think it's just because it's like, it's just like, it's the perfect co-op. I don't think there's anything that's going to beat it. It's it's short, it's sweet. I see you looking like you look no, almost no, no, with no, disdain. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I, I wish that we had a camera on per- so we could perfect, see. Perfect, perfect game. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's really like if Jesus Christ was a game himself, <laughs> it would be for turtles. God. No, it's just it's it's really the quintessential beat 'em up. And it's it's short, it's sweet, it's to the point, it's get in, get out. But there's a there's so much extra variety to it. Like it has this battle mode. It has amazing music. Has difficulty modes, and it's just the perfect. It's like the most delicious creme brulee dessert. <laughs> oh my god! I like I like the music a lot. In, uh, <laughs> and no, whatever. Sorry, fuck I'm, you. I'm I, I I like the music. I do. <laughs> sorry. And I, I I think that it's it's well designed level wise. And I want to, as far as, when I think Super Nintendo, though, as far as two-player goes, I want to say Zombies, Ate My Neighbors, is the better game, but then I imagine myself scrolling through inventory. Oh, like, Jesus. Because in the game, it's it's notorious in our friend group for... Impossibility. Um, impossibility, yeah. You'll never, you'll never finish it. 50 levels of hell. Uh, but you... There's weapons and then like sub-items, and you there's not like a wheel or like a back and forth. It's just like... You are scrolling, and you're getting attacked really fast, and you're dying, most likely. You're trying to save these neighbors, and you're just, you can't get to the right item in time. But that being said, that still gets, as far as Super Nintendo goes, that, that gets... That's a top shelf. That's that's one for me, and then like a guilty pleasure, like Micro Machines. That, don't, um, don't say guilty. Take the word guilty out of it. When we played that, it was... 
really cathartic. What was that puzzle game that we played that was made by Atlas or something? It, I think it was called like Pieces. We we both because we the puzzle. It's like oh oh you're building a real puzzle. Yeah, and we both, <laughs> we said to each other like we have is this, this bad? We have this weird predilection towards hey let's play shitty games because I, I <laughs> when when Dan you got your flash cart we. We, I, I kept my favorite thing to do was I knew of terrible games and I'd say, oh my god, dude, you got to play Chuck Rock. It's great. What a great game. And then it just the game just hates itself for running because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so bad. Such a piece of shit. <laughs> but the best was I wouldn't just give like no, 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 this one's good. It would always be like one terrible one, and then I'm like, hey, let's try this one. It was like really good or just you know like a ROM hack or something you wouldn't have heard of. And then I'd throw in like, dude, and you got to try Captain Novelin. It's fucking great. And it's <laughs> a superhero with diabetes. And the controls are literally broken. Like it, it just <laughs> auto jumps and you just fall into enemies. But as far as real good games though, um, two player couch co-op. Where, where one was of Stan my Contra Three though. Contra, oh Jesus. Okay, uh, con- I know. this con- is a hard one. Contra Three is it's on the Super Nintendo, um, and in my opinion, it's the best Contra game. It's like a side-scrolling, like shooting, like you just it's like a shoot 'em up game, um, platformer kind of uh, fighting aliens or whatever. And I guess in Europe, you're robots fighting aliens. It's Probotector. Yeah, thanks but, a lot for that, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> but as far as as far as like. Contra 3 on the uh, Super Nintendo goes, it's just top-notch. I don't think that can be beat. The only thing that comes close to it for me is Streets of Rage 2. Oh, my God. That that game, uh, soundtrack by uh, Yuzo Koshiro, um, just fantastic. Um, and, I mean, how long did it take us to even beat that game? I, months? I don't know if it was months, because we still... The idea was that we would beat it on normal and then beat it on hard, and I don't think that we beat it on hard no no we've gotten really close we, we've gotten to the last level we got pretty or, far and there's that elevator but yeah, just bullshit there's a certain there's a certain thing um with games that i think that especially with older games i don't know if it's it's hardware limitations or just like i think for the retro cons i could be wrong because there's a lot of great soundtracks out there today but i think there was a certain focus on just excellent music. And, and the big part of that is though it's atmosphere. When you're making something that limited, you have to make every fucking bite count. Yeah. So everything that you are doing, like be it the text in the background that we we were just laughing one day cuz doesn't it just say something just like go go baseball. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's so goddamn great. <laughs> like it and I or I think of I think of the music from that game where I bought the soundtrack to it because it's so amazing. Or um, I think of Sunsoft on the NES. Oh my God. Um, Gremlins Two. I actually bought a physical cart of that oh, uh, man. because Th- this is new news. I yes, like this, this is new. Uh, yeah, I bought a physical cart of that because not only is it just a great game, but just the music on an eight-bit NES um, is just pushed by this company that knows it inside and out and, and I'm, s- I'm sad that sunsoft is now really kind of resigned to harvest moon like they made some of the most un- and nothing against harvest wait moon, are they are they still in business they make harvest moon bitch they're in service <laughs> they're doing just fine so i thought didn't are you sure i thought natsume made do that i'm so I'm, i might be fucking that up I'm i think sorry. it's natsume no you're fine but actually i and i'm not a harvest moon expert but i think harvest moon got 
really fucked up now. Like I think it's 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 not being made by the same people anymore even. And there's another one, and you can look it up if you want. But there's there's another one called um, it's like Story of Seasons or something like that, and that supposedly is the new Harvest Moon because the old one is just like trash. But now, now to to try and get away from the fact that I don't know who Sunsoft or Natsume are, I do want to I want to acknowledge that Sunsoft also made a game. I don't know if I've had you play it, but the the music in it is so unbelievably insane, which is Mr. Gimmick. And it's, I have played that. That's a really it's not an easy game, and I it's one of these like I'm not bad at games. But, dude, I'm not fucking bad at games. Like, don't say I'm fucking bad at games, bro. Dude, I fuck games all the fucking time. Jesus Christ. But, it, like, that game is really difficult, but the music in it is out of this goddamn world. And it's insane to me. Yeah, I... I There are certain... There are certain just publishers that locked it down. And, like, I'll, I'll still hear amazing soundtracks in current, current uh, games, but it's just... It's hard for me to really hear it like with those older games. Um, and like now you can have an orchestra doing your music. So back then it felt like they had to take the time. They, they had to make everything count. Not, not to take anything away from new game soundtracks, but there was something special about older hardware where you're more limited and you know that these are people who are just doing, they're banging tin cans together trying to make all of this work with like a synthesizer, a cigarette, and a prayer. Like they're just trying to make and, this sound and a like computer music. that's And a computer that's basically a microwave. Like just <laughs> as far as processing power. What's your favorite uh, game soundtrack or f- like series of soundtracks? Like oh. you could be like, oh like, you know, Pokemon or Digimon. Or like what's what's your favorite overall? That's you had tough. To Maybe Mega Man. Mega, the Mega Man series has really fucking good music. I think Mega that, Man Two shout out. Yeah, like, whatever. Everybody says Mega Man Two. You know who? You know the sleeper on that one? Fucking Mega Man Nine. Mega Man Nine. If people, no, that's not Mega good. Man X Six. Like, don't, don't talk to me about Mega Man X Six. Um, that game was literally made because somebody said we need another Mega Man. And then um, whatever his fucking name is, uh, Doctor uh, Mister Mighty Number no. Nine. Who's been erased by history? Is from, that Inafune? Yeah, yeah. Kenji. Inafune? Yeah, whatever his name is. <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Very, very good opinions about Capcom here on this channel. <laughs> well, uh, accurate. But, but no, nah, Mega Man X Six sucks. <laughs> um, and I want to come back to Mega Man in a minute. Um, but m- I think my favorite would probably have to be Dragon Quest, um, just because it's. It's never. It's it's pretty much the same music every time, <laughs> but I just like. Are to you get, already like getting off of your own high horse? No. Hey, I. Okay, I. Oh my god. Dragon the, Quest the, till death, the baby. Defense on this man's face. <laughs> I. It's one of those things where you can put on the theme and you just. It's so nostalgic for me. Whether it's the eight bit, you know, NES music or Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, and that's, I don't know, like, it, it, the series is just timeless, and I think their music is just awesome. But I can respect that. Like, that's fair. Um, I, I, what is it about the, like, and I'm not trying to be an asshole, but isn't the composer, like, some, like, psychotic, like, nationalist who, like, 
defends Japanese war crimes or something. You know, I don't know about that, but I do, <laughs> <laughs> no comment. But I do know, I do know that he is like ninety something years old. Yeah, you know what? And and you let let the man be. He it's let, it's like it, it'd be like saying like John Williams is a piece of shit. Like the guy that's like does the soundtracks for Indiana Jones and Star Wars or whatever. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. We love you, John Williams. Uh, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's so good. But as far as, as far as Mega Man goes, um, would you say, I, and don't get me, tell me if I'm wrong, but to me, that seems like your, your go-to, your, your fallback on, like, is that, is that a series that you would say is in your top of all time? I would absolutely say so. Mega Man's just always been, and and I feel guilty in saying that because I haven't really delved that much into the Mega Man Battle Network or Mega Man Star Force or whatever that fucking stuff is. But like, I'm not stupid to it. I understand what it is, but I just don't care. Like, I've gone Mega Man, Mega Man X, and Mega Man Zero, but they're just they're essentially enough of the same game, and they're very cathartic to me like there's just something really refreshing to playing those Mm. there's something really cool about the the idea of just getting in there you have a preset layout of look at these stages like and and especially like as a kid i was like i'm not good at this game like i can't beat any of these levels but it was cool that it gave you the opportunity to play all these levels and say here's a preview of this and here's a preview of that and maybe you can get this for farther and uh, if you if you get this far in one level you can catch this a heart tank that'll make you stronger yeah. and that was that was what was crazy about Mega Man X is even if you weren't great at the game if you explored enough and you were you cared about the game you could open up and like find different items that you could equip that would make you stronger kind of like kind of like a like Super Metroid type of thing almost yeah. so but but you wouldn't consider Mega Man like Metroidvania. Oh like fuck! X. No. Okay. Okay. Not okay. Even, not even close. Okay. He scared me for a second oh, there. But no, I, I'm not that <laughs> no, 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 no. I. But actually, before I forget, have you gotten a chance to play Mega Man Eleven? I've been waiting to ask you because like you're the Mega Man. Yeah. Man. Thanks. Yeah. Well, you know, Dan, uh, I would like to respectfully take this time to tell you to go fuck yourself. What? Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um. Well, I. I. Um. You know, with all full of piss and vinegar, uh, as you've noted. As we both know, my tastes are stuck perennially 20 years in the past. As as you can tell from the fact I have a new file of Digimon World fresh on my memory card. No. I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> it's a great game, everyone. Go play it. Throw away everything else. Yuck. Go into the shack and play Digimon World like a recluse Sasquatch. <laughs> but tell me about Mega Man Sorry, 11, sorry. I just, look, no, you should ask me about Digimon World. <laughs> I have so much to say. Mega Man 11, I uh, immediately bought on Steam... And it's probably the most advanced game that my laptop has ever had on it. I also <laughs> bought Cuphead. I know, it's embarrassing. I bought Cuphead, and I played about four seconds of it. What a I, savage game. It's. I, it, I don't even know if it's hard, because I've only played it for a little bit, and it like kind of ran a little slow, and I'm like, I'll play this later, and I just haven't gotten back to it. I'm a psychopath with games. So you haven't, so you haven't been able to play it because you're hardware. Yeah, I bought it, and then Mega Man moved so slow, and I wanted to throw up. <laughs> Um, I, that sucks. Well, let me know. Uh, you can get it on, I'm pretty sure, and I know you don't have a Switch yet, which you need to fix, by the way, but I, I'm pretty sure you can get it on, like, PS4, Xbox, and Switch, or, I don't know. So, either that or get another computer, but I think you should get a Switch instead. Um, but I, uh, I think you and I both suffer from, and a lot of gamers probably can relate, but I suffer from gaming ADD. Like, I start about... 
10 games, it seems like, in like a two-month period. And I'll hopefully finish one. Um, I've been really, really good lately about playing Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and then Octopath Traveler. But usually, I just get starting all these games, and I just never get back to them. Do you think it's... Why do you think that's a, a gaming thing? Like, is that just getting bored with something, or there's so much content in this industry that it's, it just... It's hard for me, and I, I can't speak for yourself, but I think a big part of it is you feel like you cannot limit yourself to this one game. Like, I think we're, you know, as, as, um, as a couple of easygoing guys, like, we have the privilege to, like, buy more than one game at once. Yeah. Like, if you're, I think the people that can't do that are maybe to the effect of, like, Maybe they don't have as much money, so if they buy a game, they're gonna fucking play it inside and out. But yeah, like one game at a time. Yeah, yeah, when we're collecting, it feels overwhelming. Like we go out and we'll buy like ten cheap games for an old system, and then it's like, yeah, I've always wanted to try this. But then you put it in, and you're like, well, fuck. But what about my other nine games? And you feel it almost feels like you feel like you're cheating on someone, <laughs> and it's just like Jesus, they're gonna find I, out. I had a relationship with Earthbound, a game that I've like. <sighs> That and, like, many other RPGs, like Final Fantasy 3, Final Fantasy 2, like, Super Nintendo, and then Earthbound, like, I've had to restart several times, because I won't play them for, like, a year or two years. you'll where you are. Yeah, and, like, you, you can't, like, I, before, when I was playing Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo, it took me, like, three years to beat that game, because I started over, like, two or three times, and because, because you can't, you can't find every, you can't just wiki where the hell you were or game facts at every single time because there's so so many routes you can take like an open-ended game that's kind of the problem is as soon as you forget where you're going i mean now everything's got like waypoints and everything and not to get this into some fucking you know like facebook shareable post where you can say you know remember when games weren't like games today (laughs) things were harder and no one liked them (laughs) (laughs) yeah yay but it's just it's just hard to have such a, a passion for a hobby and to collect things like I got like a like a complete copy of Doom on the 32X the other day, which I got working by the way, but that's another story. How the fuck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I got a new power supply. But um, sick freak. Uh, but you you know I you get all these games and you can't you can't make the time for them. So that's that's what is the game? And I asked this on the last episode um, to the other guys, but what's one game that you never finished? that you need to finish? Oh, fuck. That's a tough one. Because I have so many of them that I want to finish. And I just... The problem with me, though, is when I start a game, I'll play, like, maybe an hour or two, and then I think, that's amazing. That's the best game I ever played. And I'll stop, and then I'll just... Never play it again. Yeah, I'll just... it'll. I have, like, (laughs) sealed copies of games, and it's humiliating. No, I, I have a few. I have a few sealed copies as well, like new games that I need to crack into. Let me go series-wise. I've beaten the first Uncharted, and that's what I bought my PS3. Like, I had a friend who was not, would not shut up. He was Australian, so every time I talked to him, he's like, you gotta play Uncharted! And I'm like, that's, I don't know if that's Australian. <laughs> Close it's, enough. It's Scandinavian. And he, he just, um, he was hounding me forever to play Uncharted 2. And I don't know, maybe I was just vindictive. I was just like, fuck you, I'm not playing it. You know what? I... I'll say that as one of my series as well. I always forget about Uncharted, and I, I love it so much. Like, I, I beat the first one. Um, I beat the second one, which is amazing, by the way. And I've started I'll the never third. Know. <laughs> never plays. Uh, I started the third one, and 
it's just kind of gives me the, you know, like the Indiana Jones vibes or like just the, you know, just kind of you're exploring and the, you're shooting and all this, but it's it's got some tactical, funny story to it as well. That's actually something I wanted to ask because when you said that about uh, Indiana Jones, that might have been one of like, I don't know about, I don't know if immersive was the most, the right word, but when I played the first Uncharted, there is a scene where, like, I don't know, where like, I don't know if it's a big boulder that's chasing you, but all of a sudden it just abruptly something's coming after you or like there the it might be that the the ground is collapsing underneath you and i felt my fucking heart jump like it was the <laughs> most of a game had ever made me like really it was the most a game had ever made me connect with it because it really it jumped out and it just hit me like a sack of bricks like just an intense game like it cranks up yeah like i don't know there's there's two moments i can think of like i don't know if it's i think it's the first one where there's like these pillars that had fallen down or something and there you have to like you're jumping between them as you're trying to mine like get across a gap and then the second one i think it is where you're like on a like a jet ski and you're going like up the stream and like avoiding mines and people are shooting at you and it it's Naughty Dog, baby. You know what I mean? That's the publisher. Like, Naughty Dog, it's like that original Crash Bandicoot feeling where there's, it starts out simple enough. It's a lot of fun. You're laughing like the, it's 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 Drake and his friend Sully or whatever. And it's just fun. But then, like, 10 minutes later, you're sweating. And you're trying to <laughs> yeah. beat this game. And you're like, your palms are wet. And you're just like... You're like, is this, like, is this fun? Like, <laughs> like, But it, then you get through it and you're like, oh my god. And that's almost like... The quintessential part of gaming, and I think that's why the second Uncharted is so highly rated, just because it it keeps you on the edge a lot. Uh, but then again, that's why we haven't beaten them all because they're hard as balls. But and bury me with my copy of Uncharted Two unwrapped because I'll never play it. <laughs> um, I need someone with a gun to my head to say this game's good, play it. Because otherwise, <laughs> I'll just like meander and be like, yeah, but. Maybe I should be watching something. Maybe I should be. It's I'm too. too oh, do you ever get the feeling where it's like I'm too tired to play? <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, absolutely. So I I saw a meme one time uh, that was it's it's a picture of like gaming shelves and it's just it says like when a gamer says I have nothing to play, <laughs> there's nothing to play, and I'm just like ugh. It's but, very relatable. I have again like a sealed copy of a game shouldn't exist unless you're a hardcore collector which really I'm not and right. I have no right to have not open zone of the enders. <laughs> well we we collect to play yes. I think. And I have I've I've come across a couple sealed games in my collection and I I respect a lot of the collectors that can um like af- like afford the luxury of getting like sealed games and if it's just something to look at but for me um I love getting complete in box stuff of like favorite series like Dragon Quest or even just like Fantasy Star, Castlevania games, things like that. Classics like Fester's Quest on Dude, the NES. No shit, I'm not fucking kidding. I looked over your collection. There, I want to break into your house someday, not to do anything v- malicious, but I want to fucking take Fester's Quest and put it in the Dragon's Quest series and just and fucking make you believe. I want to see the look on your face when you think... They had the goddamn balls to put Fester in the Middle Ages on the NES. You know, uh, for those who don't know, who aren't complete psychopaths, uh, Fester's Quest is an NES game uh, based on the Addams Family license. Really hard and unbalanced, uh, but uh, but the music, it's Sunsoft, like we talked about earlier with Gremlins 2, and it's such amazing music. Um, but well, Fester's Quest is one of the things that I realized 
I hate it when there's a game that it could be amazing if they literally changed like two things. Did you play the patch of it though? Absolutely I did. I played it and I was like, oh wait, this could have been good if you could shoot through walls and also, <laughs> like there's also gun downgrades, which is... A dirty trick. <laughs> bullshit. Complete um, bullshit. Um, it makes it too easy, but at the same time... Fuck that game. Like, maybe it should be easier. The music, though. Oh, but, that music's so goddamn good. Um, well, and I guess let me wind down by asking you, um, since you're a collector, and, like, we're both, like, we have a lot of fun um, just kind of gathering games we like from, like, past consoles, of the current consoles, and maybe this is a weird question, but I, I think about stuff like this all the time with gaming, but what of the current consoles, what do you think is going to be the most collectible in the future... Um, as far as like Xbox One, uh, PS4, Switch, like do you do you see like people getting into gaming a few years from now and being like, oh, I gotta get these games? Like, do you know like what what do you think? I want to say Switch because it always seems like something about Nintendo. I don't know if it's just maybe that they don't discount their games very often. That so they're they always remain fairly expensive. Hold their value, yeah. And then whoever's gonna sell them obviously wants to sell that. Not at cost. They want to make money on it. So anyone who's using that like as a bargaining chip to make more money, they're gonna charge an arm and leg for it. But like, yeah. whereas PS4 and Xbox, nothing against the consoles, but they know how to fucking when it when a game's worn out its shelf life, it's done. They like, they cut it and then mark it down, get it out of there, get, out get of the it inventory. for cheap. And people will be like, hey, I heard this game's good, but I was never able to afford it. Better than sitting on a shelf in a warehouse, right? Right, and, and, and nothing against Nintendo's methods either. Like, I'm saying that as though Nintendo's listening. Like, I'm going to fucking hire that guy unless he says some <laughs> well, shit. Yeah, I also think, I think you have a point. Like, Switch would be my um, guess as well, just because um, Nintendo is better with indies right now. And I've definitely seen games just like Wonder Boy or um, like there's a company called Nicalis that one of my friends and I used to collect for um, that just is putting out these games on the Switch and they'll have collectibles or like Binding of Isaac, which is one of my favorite Switch games. I know it's like a PC game. Um, but I, I absolutely love that game and it came with like a, a full color instruction booklet and all these things, collectible type items. And I think that those types of companies see the proposition uh, on the Switch of... You know, you can put it on a cartridge and you have... It's just kind of unique. So I think that'll be collectible. And I respect, though, that PS4 did that with... Um, where they brought Undertale to their console, which yeah. I was really impressed that they did that. I mean, I think it would have been a stupid idea for a console not to have taken it. Like, it was such a massive hit. But... And... and <laughs> sorry. No, sorry I thought good. you made a look of like, oh, yeah, fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Undertale, actually. Oh and, and I got it on the Switch. Physically. I, oh Jesus! They yeah. had it on the switch. Yeah, it's, I didn't it's, realize. It's it's uh it's physical on the switch and just uh, it came again with a full color instruction booklet. Which it's 2018. That doesn't happen, folks. Like I just remember getting like a Game Boy game and ripping through the box like an idiot, but yeah, uh, throwing it away. Coward. Yeah, and like throwing it away. But then like looking at the manual and I remember seeing like um you know Professor Oak from Pokemon and like different designs and you you get lost in the art and I think things like that are a lost form so when I see that in these Switch games it's kind of a, a trip it, it you know It makes me sick now to see like 
a game that will have a single slip inside of the inside of their <laughs> like that, health and safety warnings or yes, it'll just say like don't don't give to your grandma because she'll kill herself or, or whatever or or like um the uh oh like yeah like seizures or whatever yeah um the the one that I always see is like a square like the square enix method which is hey check out our merch store uh you <laughs> yeah, know like, it's we're like we're not th- making enough money with final fantasy it's so like, it's like, a little more it's like yeah thanks i i really am glad i can buy tomb raider and see an ad for a hoodie but <laughs> whatever so i think i think that'll be cool and i also think ps4 will be collectible because not only is ps3 a great console to collect for right now um, but ps4 is it also has a good variety of like Eastern support, like JRPGs and just niche games that I think really fill in. Whereas your Xbox, your Microsoft consoles are more um, tunnel vision. It seems like just getting the ports. Hell, play them on PC too. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't seem like there's a lot of the creative games that I bought my Xbox for seem to have gotten canceled, like Scalebound, or they just get delayed, and they just, you know, or, or if, uh, remember they, they were coming out with a new Fable? Like, all these things that just get pushed off, that you're like, oh, that would be cool to see, but they're gone. So I, I think the Xbox will just kind of kind of fizzle, and there will be certain games that are just, like, money rares. Yeah. But as far as collecting and, like, collecting to play goes, I think that future generations will have a lot more to get from the Switch and the PS4. Right, and I, I've always been fairly biased towards Sony and Nintendo, just those that seem like the stronger consoles. I don't know why, but it always seems... And maybe it's just because I'm naturally biased, so it's not really fair to say otherwise, but it seems like um, Microsoft fans seem to be a lot more, like, not violent, but almost aggressive when you, when you <laughs> indicate that, hey, maybe... so violent. They no, just keep, I, I'm, I'm missing an arm here. I lost <laughs> it from Bill Gates himself. Whole nother podcast, folks. Oh, but, uh, yeah, like, it's it, it does seem like it's it's just different types of gamers and all these platforms, and I'm glad they all exist. But just for me, I got an Xbox for... The four, like an, I got a One X for the the 4K Blu-rays. I the, you said for the Fourth of July. Yeah, yeah, Happy Fourth. Uh, but you know, I got it for the 4K Blu-rays. I got it for the enhanced. Like, if if I'm gonna get like if I get Red Dead, for example, everyone's talking about Red Dead Two, which I really want to play. I've always loved the Western style stuff. But if I get that game, I'm gonna get it on the X because it'll be the definitive version. That's really why I got it. But then again, if I want to go play something like niche or kind of neat or, you know, straight out of Japan, you're not going to get that on Microsoft's console. But and, and I don't think that's a bad way to be because for so long, like going back to actually give Xbox a little credit, like it always, it almost seemed like gaming was very tied to the East naturally because it was all pro- produced in Japan. Yeah. But Microsoft had a very, you know. American approach to We're it. We're doing it our way. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and not even like in a cocky way. Right. Or saying like this is so much smarter than... But like Westerns can make games too. Yeah. So, and just... Yeah. And, and bringing it to an American audience saying like... like it, almost compared to like cars. Like people will never... Like I'll, I'll only buy American made or... Gotta buy Ford or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, actually that's... That's pretty interesting. I don't think about it like that too often. But you're absolutely right. Just the fact that... You know, if you look at like a weekly sales chart in Japan, it'll be like, and these are just random, but like PS4, 20,000 sales, and then it'll be like Xbox, 
180. Like, <laughs> like and that's no joke. I've seen that on like, you know, uh, you know, Push Square, like Nintendo Life websites where it's like talking about these sales in Japan and it's like tr- triple digits versus like, you know, five digits. Um, I so actually, I found an interesting website that has um, Japanese writers discussing what, what they refer to as uh, kusoge. And kusoge means literally crap game. And they'll say, like, they'll have the entire library for a console and say, and divvy it up into, their their categories are uh, masterpiece, very good, pros and cons, or, um, and, and I think one was, like, it translates to, like, squid, but it means can't figure out the controls, it's, it's too mm. hard, but it can be good if you try it, and then crap game. And I want to see what they think of the Xbox. It's, oh, Jesus. But, but their criteria is really interesting because it'll say, like, the pros and cons, it'll say, like, for Spyro, Enter the Dragonfly or something. Like, that fucking piece of shit on PS... It's the one with, like, the horrible frame rate. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um... It'll say something to the effect of, like, pros and cons. Pros. Uh, a lot of great wing action or something very strange. <laughs> like, like, it's like... Hoofs hitting the ground with great accuracy. It's, it's bizarre, like, what they, what they treat is like... No, it was Crash Bandicoot 4 is what they were talking about. They would say just something like, more action in higher resolution. I'm like... Are you guys like adding are you guys, yeah, this? Yeah, you guys are, are you guys marketing this? He's like, <laughs> IGN says nine out of ten in like their ratings. Yeah, but then it'll say like, but then it'll be like really realistic about. Well, you know, the game is bad because when you're climbing on the 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 uh, the grates, like it moves very slowly, and it'll be very realistic with all these arguments about yeah, this is bad. And the funniest thing I saw was they mentioned I think it was Ghostbusters for the NES, <laughs> which they literally said the angry video game nerd made a point. And I'm like, it's insane to me that Japan is watching the angry video game <laughs> it's nerd. It's just dropping AVGN references. It's, but... Yeah, that's the whole wiki. It was an AVGN, okay. if I recall correctly. <laughs> it's actually a YouTube video, but... Uh... <laughs> Oh, man. Well, awesome, man. Well, I could keep talking to you forever about this stuff, so oh, you're going to have to come back. Um, we hang out anyway we need to more often and, and actually dive into some of these games. We'll finally beat zombies by the time oh, we're man. 50. Um, I'll be dead in the ground. I'll be a fucking <laughs> zombie. I'll eat your I'll, goddamn neighbor before I'll beat that game. I'll, uh, I'll visit your grave. <laughs> oh, piss all over. You deserve it. Well, but seriously, though, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks and, for having me. Yeah, and uh, for anyone uh, listening, um, like I had said before, if uh, if you like what you hear, um, I am available on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud under Dan's Game Room. Um, so be sure to subscribe and stay tuned. I'm also getting uh, certified on iTunes right now, so we'll go from there but um ideally uh i'm still going to try to keep it a weekly show um so look out hopefully uh every sunday so until next time guys